Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. If you're celebrating today, I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. And even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope your day is full of all of the things I see on Christmas wrapping paper at CVS. Merry, bright, joy, peace, comfort, all the good stuff. Whether or not you're celebrating, I have a present for you. It's an interview with probably the biggest celebrity I have ever had on the show. Santa Claus. Literally, I'm not joking. My guest's legal name on his social security card is Santa Claus. But this Santa doesn't live in the North Pole. He lives on Long Island. This Santa, who was born Frank Pascuzzi, is a professional Santa year-round. Today, we cover Santanomics, the business of being a professional Santa, and what financial moves can get you on his naughty list. Here's our conversation. And again, Merry Christmas. Santa Claus, welcome to Money Rehab. How are you? Thank you so very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. The pleasure is truly all mine. Uh, I am not calling you by a nickname here. Your legal name is Santa Claus. That's right. Like Santa on your driver's, driver's license. license. Yep. Your credit cards. Every one of them. It says like first name Santa, last name Claus. Yep. Well, except for the, the license, driver's license says Claus Santa. That's just <laughs> the way they do it on a license. I don't know. But yes, it's my legal name. So your legal first name is Santa. Your legal last name is Claus. Absolutely. Let's start at the beginning. You were not born with your first name being Santa officially. You were born Frank, right? Correct. Your first event as Santa was in 1995. What kind of work were you doing before that? Um, I was designing fire sprinkler systems. So you protected the Santas going down the chimney. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> no chimney fires here. Excellent. And then after doing one family event as Santa, you sort of got discovered in Macy's. Is that right? I actually brought um, one of my sons who was happened to be born on Christmas Day. Of course. Whitened my beard and I put my black hair up under a hat and we were standing in line and Macy's noticed me and the way I was handling the people and they asked me for an interview. And it, how was that? It, the interview took three hours. 
And we went back and forth with stories. They ended up asking me to apply. And um, unfortunately, they had a weekend center and that was all I could fit in because I had a regular job. So Mm. they couldn't hire me because they didn't have any weekend positions. About a week later, they called me up and they said, uh, we really think you would be a good fit. Um, We had to let the weekend center go. So there it is. I I started working in Macy's and I was there for about five years. So if you're Santa working in Macy's is like being a gymnast and going to the Olympics, right? Like it's the big league. Pretty much. Yeah. It's it's like instant respect. I mean, people come from around the world to see you. Do you remember what was asked during that long interview process? What the application was like? Well, the application was like it was in the movies. And of course, I answered the questions the same way. You know, what's your age? And I said, well, I'm uh, I'm as old as my tongue, but a little older than my teeth. <laughs> and that immediately got them thinking that I was insane. But at least they knew I knew the movie. Um, other questions, I really don't remember what they asked. But we ended up having a lot of personal conversation. Like he, he spoke to me about... Um, you know, his sister and, and drug problems. And, and I talked about my family and Mm. just, just things that happened in my life and they were parallel. And I made the guy cry. Wow. A good way. Yeah. So it sounds like there was some Santa knowledge trivia, but also your overall disposition, how you'll interact with people, how you'll make them feel. Absolutely. Life has too many problems. I'm not going to be one of them. I'm going to be the one who tries to get you to forget about them. That. So I uh, I designed my own suit and I had a, a seamstress make it for me. It's real fox fur and it's it, it's um, real cashmere wool. They're all custom made. Only the best for Santa. I want to be as real as possible. Let's go back to the name change really quickly. What was that process like? I read that when you changed your name to Santa Claus, the Supreme Court justice in Suffolk County had to double check that you weren't changing your name to hide from the law, basically. Basically, anybody who changes their name has to go through the same process. It wasn't just for me. They wanted to make sure I didn't owe anybody any money and I was trying to get out of it. They wanted to make sure that I wasn't a fugitive from another country or a state for drugs deals or, you know, I just wanted to make sure that it's safe to change my name. And, you know, the, the, the judge did a wonderful job. It took about three hours and I was in the back of the courtroom the whole time. And after about three hours, the judge comes out, you know, and, and she's a little woman. She's like, she's like elf size. She was like four feet tall. <laughs> and instead of the bailiff going all rise, she comes walking out and she goes and she walks around the desk and she goes by the fence and um, she just looks out into the audience and goes, Santa. Oh, and, and I stood up and I went up to her and she she puts her arms out and hugs me. She goes, look, you see what you see what I have to deal with every single day. You made my year from now on. You're known as Santa Claus. I love that. It was and it was great. Has the name ever given you grief? I mean, you must get stopped by TSA in the airport all the time. Well, I have that that quick, you know, that you don't have to wear your shoes thing, the TSA pass. Yep. And I, they get a good kick out of it. They they look at my driver's license, of course. 
and they bring everybody over from the other booths. Sometimes we take pictures. I I was in a, I forget what airline it was, but the pilot found out that I was on the plane. So before they took off, he called me into the into the the cockpit. And I look at him, I go, aren't you going to get in trouble for this? But we, we ended up taking selfies. It was good. Are you always wearing that outfit? Well, I mean, I'm always wearing something red. Okay. It's kind of hard to hide who I am. <laughs> Fair point. Let's fast forward to the present. Can you take us through an average day in the life of your life as Santa in December? Absolutely, I can. I have to check my messages. Usually I do it before I get out of bed because there's about five or six of them. You know, are you available this day? Um, uh, is there anything you need for today's visit? Stuff like that, which I guess most people don't have to go through, but it's great. I love to do it. Fluff my hair, my beard a little bit, take a shower, get online, answer a whole bunch of questions on Facebook. I try every single day to say something uplifting so that, you know, people start their days off in a nice mood. Um, I get some feedback. I go to my first, you know, I go to my first event. It could be breakfast with me. It could be a, a you know, a child's birthday. It could be a uh, an old old folks home. It could be a hospital. Anything is possible. I have about anywhere from three to five events every single day. Christmas Eve, I have thirteen events. Christmas morning, I'm going to be on the news with Fox and Friends. Then I'm going to over to visit the Yankees. And then I'm going to go to another three houses to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it gets it gets pretty okay. heavy. And it's okay. exhausting, but it's so much fun. You also have your finger on the pulse of what toys kids want this year. What is most popular? The most popular that I've never, never realized it would be is, is, is it's a mug. It's a water mug. And it's called the Stanley Cup. Now, before I realized what it was, I was like, I, I, I can't steal the Stanley Cup <laughs> from the National Hockey League. And they're like, no, what are you talking about? Until I finally, you know, spoke to the elves and they told me what it was. So, but that is one of the most, that and Legos. What's the most extravagant gift a kid has asked you for? I mean, the real Stanley Cup would probably be one, but what else? No, they've actually not asked me for the real one. But I, I've been asked for cars, and and I say, you know, a full size. Yeah, they want the car. I want a Jaguar. And then I look over at the father, and I'm like, did you tell him to tell him this? But to, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. That's what he wants. I would say cars. And you're Santa all year round, right? You do weddings. You have your side hustle, Santa's barbecue. You are mm -hmm. Santa full time. That is your full time job. That it is. So, what are the other months like for you? January, I usually sleep until February. Then when the summer starts to kick in, of course, I try and get people together to collect toys for Christmas in July, which not many people really understand what that is. People is just it? think it's, you know, another time to take pictures. No, it's in Australia, it's winter. So they celebrate Christmas in July. It's also for us to gain, you know, to get presents together to give to the needy. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of charity work. And then the barbecue season starts. So I, that takes me up until like September. And then September, 
I'm already doing photographs for families that want to make Christmas cards. So I have maybe 12 professional photographers and they all grab the weekends and I'm busy again. On Money Rehab, I have my own naughty and nice list, but uh -huh. I am the ultimate money nerd. So on my nice list are the people who have been keeping up with beautiful, good financial habits. Uh, uh -huh. You have many streams of income, Santa, which I love to see. So you're definitely on my nice list. Uh, have you been financially naughty or nice this year? Um, Hold on to your wallets. Money Rehab will be right back. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now for some more money rehab. I think I've been financially nice and, and I got to give credit to where credit is due, though. Um, I was taught many years ago, maybe, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 years ago, that uh, you just you can't keep all your eggs in one basket. And the, the wonderful being that taught me this was, of course, the Easter Bunny. Yes, a financial icon for many. Absolutely. You must There's diversify. A, must diversify, says the Easter Bunny, uh, your homie. The New York Times profile on you shared some of the pricing for your work. They said you charge about $400 to officiate a wedding. And for other events and parties, you charge between 500 bucks and 700 bucks an hour. Is that right? It Well, 700 bucks, no. 500 bucks an hour is for Manhattan and 450 now for Long Island. Uh, Christmas Eve is $400 for a half an hour. And like I said before, I have 13 visits scheduled for this Christmas Eve. What's your biggest moneymaker in your work? Probably the country clubs because they hire me for two days straight. Ooh, how much is that? I'm not going to go into it. It's a good amount. You know, of course, they give me a check and a 1099, so I have to pay taxes. A lot of my money comes in 
with the 1099 attached to it. So the government is getting what they deserve. Yes. I'm not too happy should. about it, but you know. <laughs> they should not. Come on, I live in the North Pole just because I'm working here. So is the North Pole good with income taxes like Florida, Texas? Well, the, the North Pole Tennessee. isn't actually part of anything because I'm 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 far enough into the ocean where I'm in international waters. So technically, I shouldn't have to pay taxes at all unless I work in a state. You know what I mean? So I, I do a lot of work in Manhattan and Connecticut and New Jersey, and then I pay taxes for that. But uh, yeah, I'm see the North Pole used to be a, a town that was visible. But with, with airplanes and all of this technology, they kept on finding me. So we finally we finally constructed a huge dome in the Arctic Ocean. And the only way to get there is to create a polar vortex, which opens a funnel all the way down to the top of the dome. And then with, with the little remote control that I have in the sleigh, I can open that dome once mm. it's out of the way. I should tell the IRS about this. Maybe you should appeal. Well, you're going to tell them? No, I'm good. <laughs> I would love that argument. Be like exempt from paying taxes, lives in the North Pole. That's right. <laughs> to see how that goes. And not for nothing, but you know, I have to pay for all of the supplies for all of these toys. Yeah. I mean, how much does it cost to be Santa? You mentioned your designer suit. Uh, everything is custom. You must have decorations in the house. How expensive um, is it to I'll, be Santa? I'll give you just one thing. The fabric for my suit, costs about $650. The fur for my suit is $2,000. Oh. Then you got to buy, you know, I have my custom-made boots from uh, their Tim's. So they gave me a special green color, which kind of sort of matches the chair you're, you're sitting in. Um, and they put my initials on them. Oh, yes. And candy came striped uh, boot laces. Adorable. How many of those do you have? Well, I have two sets of boots. I have three sets of suits. And so those are the main expenses of being Santa. Yes. Well, the cleaning, the making sure my black roots are white. That's a big expense. So you dye your beard regularly? Yeah. You know, I'm. if I was really Santa Claus, I'd be 1,765 years old. But technically, I'm only 65 and I still have black roots. You might be the only one who is trying to cover the black roots with gray. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like in reverse as far reverse. as everybody else. Yeah. So how much would you probably make in a year, would you say? Let's just say it's more than I made in my regular job. This enabled me to retire. But you're not retired. I'm not retired from the things I want to do. I'm only retired from the things that aggravated me. <laughs> so you don't consider this work? Not at all. I mean, getting up early is still tiring, but once I'm there with the kids and with the families, it's not work. It's no, it's nothing near work. It's it's that old. If you find something you love to do, you'll never work another day in your life. I'm there. You're a living proof. I understand what they mean. I'd love to do a speed round. If you will indulge me with some quick questions. Okay. What's your favorite Christmas movie? I guess it's a wonderful life. What's the best Christmas gift you've ever received? It was a letter from an old woman's son who I had, I had visited the woman 
when she was dying of cancer. And he gave me a letter that said, you have no idea what you've done. When you walked into the room, there was an 80-year-old woman dying of cancer. And when you left, there was an eight-year-old girl. That's the mm. best thing I've ever received for Christmas. Of all of the actors who played Santa, who is your favorite? I, I tend to, you know, lean towards Tim Allen. Next, I'm going to give you a scenario, and I would love if you could tell me if it's naughty or nice. Ready? Okay. Regifting a Christmas gift. You know, if you're not giving it to the person that gave it to you, I see nothing wrong with it. Showing up to a holiday party without a present. Naughty or nice? Oh, that's naughty. Giving out handmade gifts. Giving out handmade gifts is like giving out love. Putting coal in a stocking. Uh, nowadays, that's not bad. You know, a lot of people use the coal for cooking. You know, on their, on their barbecues, uh, there are some people that still use it for heat. So I would say it's an iffy. It's a gray area. Now, One lump of coal? Yeah, yeah, it's a gray area. Kids love coal. Okay. They love, they want to get it. Um, but what I do now is I, I, I get a clear plastic bag with not topsoil, you know, real crappy soil. And I put it in the bag and I poke holes in it. And then just before I leave, I pour water in the bag. Now that's better than coal. That's the naughty <laughs> gift. Also, there's a naughty gift of the exploding glitter Betty? bomb. Yeah. yeah, where you can never clean it, never pick it up. Nobody wants to get glitter in their eyes and that thing just explodes no. over the place. It's a sneak uh, attack naughty one. Yeah, it's a yeah, exactly. Sneak attack. Um, not for your loved ones. Keeping your Christmas tree up past New Year's. I see nothing wrong with that. I do it all the time. <laughs> not writing thank you cards when you get a gift. Naughty or nice. Ooh, you know, it probably is naughty, but I'm guilty of that. Mm. Giving a gift card, naughty or nice? You know, for some people, especially wives who won't tell you what they want for Christmas, giving them a gift card uh, for their favorite store or giving them cash is a wonderful thing. You know, some women just expect you as a man to know exactly what they want. Let's clear this up. I yes. need, you have, I mean, I checked the list twice. Can you imagine what a regular husband has to do? Don't Ask every clues. which way. Ask 50 times. Never give us clues. Say exactly what you want. I think giving cash yeah. is very nice. Being a Grinch. Naughty. Not good. Calling you Frank instead of Santa. Oh, very naughty. Very. The only person that gets away with that is my Mrs. Claus, who refuses to be called Mrs. Claus. <laughs> that was my next question. Returning a Christmas gift you didn't like to the store. Oh, there's really nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you're if you're just going to put it in a drawer or, you know, give it, it put it in a, maybe putting it in a giveaway bag is better. But, hmm. but, you know, bring it back, buy something you like. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm Jewish. Am I on your naughty list? Not at all. As a matter of fact, Hanukkah Harry lives up at the North Pole with me and he uses my elves to make the gifts that you guys get. Okay, Santa, I end all of our episodes by asking our guests for a tip that listeners can take straight to the bank. What kind of advice would you give someone who wants to give a great gift, but not break the bank? Handmade gift would fall right into that category. A handwritten card, you know, instead of getting just a Christmas card, 
that has a picture of you and your family on it, put something nice on the back. Think of them and it'll help steer you in the right direction. Well, Merry and Christmas, Santa. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.